Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This one is called The Pants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Welcome to The Funniest Thing. Oh, yeah. For each week, we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. Yes, it does. I'm Daryl. I'm Ed. And we're broadcasting live from middle school studios in downtown Culver City, the heart of Screenland. Yes. And you know what, Ed? What's that? We're on the good ship lollipop. (laughs) Yes, we are. We're on the good ship lollipop with Richard Mirage, no less. Anger, upset, and blame dissipate the instant we realize that we're all in the same boat, regardless of our superficial allegiances, which are prone to change. Love always seeks expression. On this episode, Daryl and Ed encourage listeners to consider themselves goodwill ambassadors on the good ship Lollipop. And during the second segment, Reverend Richard Mirage shares the key to smooth sailing with today's daily word, which is kindness. Wow, this is the first time that I'm like 100% convinced that that description, some, I mean, that's like a, a show in itself. I, what else can we add to that? It's perfect. I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see. I'm coming straight from teaching. Uh, I got two students in my classroom that have returned. I have well, explain. Four, that means five in, students online. I have two students in, in person yes. in the classroom. I have five students online. I feel like Captain James T. Kirk in the middle of my classroom with a tower that's projecting the Zoom onto the whiteboard. And I'm flanked by two students with plexiglass and their assistants sitting six six feet from them. And I'm just, the whole thing is like, (laughs) what does the guy always yell like? uh, uh, You know, the guy who's like, you can't handle it, Captain. (laughs) And I'm yelling, come on, another Zoom. You know, like, breakout room. Send them to a breakout room. So... I'm on fire already because I was thinking about stepping out boldly in our description, you know, that we read every week. And and it goes really well with this show because I've had I, like somewhere yesterday, which I thought was Sunday, but it was actually Wednesday. I thought yesterday was Sunday, too. Yeah, but I was off for Veterans Day. Which Me, too. Awesome. You are a veteran. So we <laughs> appreciate you. Um, and... Uh, but some, something in my mind start like I have had such amazing days this week teaching in the way I was just describing something uh, yesterday I had the day off and like I had all these like self-judgment voices and then they were turning into judgment of other people. And so when I was thinking about stepping out boldly, 
when we just read it. That's what we're talking about is like finding a way to step out of the mirage, <laughs> no pun intended, <laughs> the illusion of that, those voices that are going on in my head and conjuring yes. up this very isolating yes. narrative, separate. I'm separate. judging myself yeah. as less than, yeah. judging other people, like they're after get me, I'm better than them, oh. I'm worse than, all of that. That stepping out boldly is finding a way to step out boldly out of that. And because we said it, anger and upset and blame dissipate when we realize we're all on the same boat. That's one of the things yeah. we always recommend a morning routine, uh, meditation, First, we usually, we do some inspiring reading from a morning reader. You could go to DarylNed.com. You can find the books that we read from there if you want to order them for yourselves. We don't make money off of it, but we just put our reading list up there for you. Inspired reading, meditation, and then, and then some affirmative prayer, even if it's an inspired to-do list, well, yeah. which it always yes. is. But one other thing for, for Daryl, it's always the that affirmative to-do list. And for me, yeah. I usually do my affirmative to-do list the, the, the evening before during yes. my evening yes. routine. But whatever you do. But the thing I was just thinking about is, and I do I do this guided meditation with children as well, first graders. And it's that recognition that we're all on the same boat changes everything. Like even the narrative that we live in a divided world or the United States is very divided, right? But that's all in our head because the truth of the matter is we are not. We are all standing on this ground together. <laughs> we may think it. We may have thoughts telling us that. Yeah. But that why inclusion and these ideas are so important is because they're already true. Yes. It's just getting back in harmony with what's already true. Well, should we do those? We have three. Uh... Yeah. We have oh, yeah. some great breaths, but yeah. I just, I want to no, read this go now because this now. goes along with what Ed was just sharing. Yeah, there's some days where we really line up our readings and there's other days where we just have all these readings that we know go with the show. And this is one of those days where we just said, all right, we, we know we got a lot of great stuff to share. Let's just kind of see how it plays out. So this is one of those moments. Yes. And like Ed was saying, this is the key why uh, meditation is so important now. I'll let you know, this is from a book called The Daily Reflections. Now, this book was intended for um, inspirational readings for members of a 12-step program who are in recovery from alcoholism, mm -hmm. but uh, they're strong enough for non-alcoholics, too. And it says this on November 10th, which was just a few days ago, a sense of belonging. Oh, that's yes. all I ever wanted. Yes, and, I love this reading. Right and now. it says here... Perhaps one of the greatest rewards of meditation and prayer is the sense of belonging that comes to us. That's what it is, belonging. Yes. After a session of meditation, I knew that the feeling I was experiencing was a sense of belonging because I was so relaxed. Yes. I felt quieter inside, more willing to discard little irritations. I appreciated my sense of humor. What I also experienced in my daily practice is the sheer pleasure of belonging to the creative flow of God's world. Yeah, and I have to say that my job this year, um, which shifted from going all around the district to actually being back in a classroom, in air quotes, full time, because it's such a different thing going on right now, but I love the fact that I feel so connected to the people that I work with. And, and whenever, in the beginning of, this year, school year, excuse me, it was super tempting to feel like I was alone and isolated a lot of the time. But 
you and my wife just can't remember. You know, everyone feels that way right now. And at first I was like, what? so what does that help me? But when you realize that everyone is feeling that way, it contextualizes, it makes it not so scary. We're all in the same boat. We're all in the same boat. And, yes. and it makes it less, quote, polarizing. And because getting polarized and pointing fingers at who's to blame for the boat sinking, but you're on the boat. is ridiculous. It's, it's, it's counterproductive, right? You, like yes, there's no one benefits from that. So speaking of boats, there was a group from Tampa, Florida, a group of um, gurus. Yes. Will. Unknown gurus probably to most of the folks. They're going to hear this uh, proverb. Yeah. From their, from their ministry known as blues image. Yes. I wonder if this uh, is a, Richard a, Mirage knows this one. We don't usually get this verbose with our breath. Yeah, but this is worth <laughs> it. <laughs> okay. Ready? Oh man. Wait. So this kind of combines the sentiment of, uh, of uh, Terry, Br- uh, Bradshaw, Terry McBride, who's been on our show. And what was the thing he says when he puts his head out the window? I just, just have to shout, for, yeah. I just have to shout out. Here I am, God, deal me in. This is it's that <laughs> sort of sentiment. It's uh, so let's take a deep breath. Okay. <sighs> ride, Captain, ride on your mystery ship. Be amazed <laughs> at the friends you have here on your trip. Ah. <sighs> Ride, Captain, ride on your mystery ship. <laughs> Be amazed at the friends you make here on your trip. Ah, you even have them already. Ready? Ride, Captain, ride on your mystery ship. <laughs> Be amazed at the friends you have here on your trip. amazing how our mind when we shift back into a consciousness of unity which is why the movement is called unity that's right it changes everything it changes everything when our mind when my mind feels as though i'm separate and that i have to fight or that i'm like you know like i'm uh, afraid of what's going on around me or that, they, that i'm afraid of loss i'm thinking about oh, people begin to appear as yes. if they're enemies yes when oh. really when per- perceived in the consciousness of unity. I love how Eric Butterworth said, like, unity is not a religion. It's just a way of seeing things. So when seeing through that lens. Yes. And when we shift our mind to see it, it's amazing how the whole thing really does transform. You got you want to read from that first? Well, we got some great readings. I got um, this one you, and that one. Is well, you know what? Good. This may sound absurd to some people who may feel... Yeah, afraid right. because the problem with um, news is news is uh, it's the exception, not the rule. That's right. And that's why it's in the news. So that's why it's always something that's scary because yes. it's not something that's going on every day in everybody's right, life. Right, right, right. But um, the problem with consuming a lot of news, mm-hmm. it really you start to feel alone, afraid, and I have to defend myself. And there's people out there who can harm me. So um, that's right, because it's, it really is the definition of hypnotism, because the way our mind, it's a focusing, uh, our mind is a focusing mechanism. Yes, it is. So when we focus into this small myopic bubble, which is what hypnotism, like that when we get hypnotized, then we 
what is it? Remember, where oh, you become more open That's to right. uh, suggestion, suggestion yes. and you lose peripheral awareness. Yes. That's what happens like in hypnotism. And that's what happens because we're looking at a tiny phone yeah. or even like a screen. I don't care if it's whatever many inches they are nowadays, but it's still being fitted to this yes. box. It's a curated narrative, if you will. It's told a certain way with certain implications. And, and man, that's where meditation, self-reflection, inspired yes. reading, affirmative prayer, open us up to see for ourselves the good that's happening through us and around us all the time. And that is so key. And that's why meditation and praying for your perceived enemies yes. has not only the power to dissipate any uh, discordant feelings you have within yourself, but it also changes the situation. I mean, it's so, it may sound absurd, but when I was in the military, I was in a, uh, in a rehabilitation center, right. and it was during the height of the Cold War, mm. and it was Marine gunny sergeants that were suggesting, now we meditate sending love, first with those we feel an affinity with. I'm right. fellow Americans, you know, imagining the love flowing through America and seeing families light up, right. you know, with their families, moms, dads, children's dogs. And then as it makes it to the East Coast, because I was stationed, at, I was in Pearl Harbor at the time. Right. See it going across the Atlantic. And now that we're filled up with this love for people, that's why I always pray for the people you yeah. haven't, you love first, and then let that love bubble over. Then it was, now we're going to start praying for uh, Russians. And I'm like, oh, what? This is during the Cold War. Yeah, yeah, and it's coming from people in the military. And that changed everything. Yeah. Because now we're seeing those people as they don't want to fight either. They love their families. They love their children, yes. too. Isn't it amazing that that's intuitively how I, I – I used to bless the planet like that, and I do that with my students all the time. And yes. I tell my students this. This is not a magic trick. No. It's simply opening up to the awareness of what is already what true. What really is true. But if we don't, if we haven't been, if we've been taught almost the opposite, to, to shrink and yes. narrow our view, narrow our world, then we need to retrain our mind to just yes. open and see the obvious and practice it. Because that little shift of perspective this is what I tell my kids. It's like, even if all you're doing is sitting back and just recognizing that this is already true, that yes. all around the world, there's families, kids, right. ministers, uh, people meditating, Doctors, people everybody. going to sleep, people yeah. waking up, people praying. Just taking that shifts everything and it takes yes. us out of that small, just uh, lack mentality, yes. uh, me against the world mentality. Well, and that's why allegiances uh, where there's a conflict involved don't last for eternity. That's right. I mean, former enemies are now friends. Former yeah. countries that were enemies yeah. <laughs> are now friends. I mean, you can't, it's like, being upset with the people who believe in a different way at this moment, you know, whether it's another political party or religious view or whatever it is, or another country you think you feel threatened by or you think America's threatened by, that, while that's going on on the surface, it's all, all uh, this is how I make the picture for myself. All I'm really doing, though, is holding love down like a basketball under the yes. water and I'm standing in a pool. And I can hang on to that allegiance. I mean, that belief of there's a problem here. Or these people are my enemy or I don't like what that party's believing in or whatever it is. But as I'm doing that, it's causing stress in my shoulder. I'm stressed out because I'm trying to hold love underwater. The good news is, eventually, you can't hold that love down forever, and it pops back. Uh, agreed. You know, and 
the, I'll share one quick thing. I one time I was I think I was back had been reading an autobiography of a yogi yogi a long time ago, right? And and I was so that was in my head. And I forget the name of one of his, I think it was Lahiri Mahasai or was it one of his gurus? Oh, I think that's the name. Not Yogi Bear? No, not Yogi Bear, another yogi. But the dream, I was swimming and I was like in a you know, like a lap pool. Yeah. And I was like struggling and like kind of like I was afraid I was gonna drown. And this guy floats by on his back, smiling. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden I realized the water is only like six inches deep. And there's actually a Mr. Magoo cartoon of this very thing oh my God. where Mr. Magoo struggling going, help, 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 help. And then the lifeguard ro- uh, ride, uh, drives by and goes, stand up. And he stands up and he's only <laughs> in like 18 inches of water. But that's what kind of happens yes. when our mind is engaged in a fight, in a struggle. And it's going, no, you, you yes. always share this about the um, Coast Guard. When you're rescuing someone, they have to he, surrender. They have to surrender, even if it means you had to knock them unconscious to get it's them. It's easier to save them because if they think they're fighting for their life, but no. they're actually drowning themselves. They're fighting against the their life with the struggle. They're fighting against their life. So by le- what you shared recently, which I loved, is by letting go of the struggle, you actually float. Yes, and that's such a good spiritual metaphor. When we let go of the struggle, oh. we float to the surface. We remember how loved and how amazing and how supported we are. And we make better choices. Always. Always. So what do you got there? Okay, this is from a book called Love is Letting Go of Fear. This was very popular when I was new to this stuff back in the 80s. It's by Dr. Gerald J. Jampolsky. There's another funniest thing, because Daryl and I both found that book separately long before we knew each other. That was one of the first books that that really led me into this new thought. And this is uh, highly recommended. It's short little paragraphs that really kick you upstairs. Mm. So this is called... I can escape from the world I see by giving up attack thoughts. Yeah. If we remember that it is our thoughts that make up the world, then we can change them. We could change the world we see by changing our thoughts about it. By, by changing our thoughts, we're actually changing the cause. Then the world we see, the effect will change automatically. We forget this premise when we perceive another person as attacking us. We try to hide from our conscious awareness that the attack we perceive as coming from others actually originated in our own mind. When we recognize this, we can become aware that our attack thoughts are actually hurting ourselves. We may then choose to replace attack thoughts with love thoughts in order to stop hurting ourselves. Our higher self-interest brings with it the understanding that the love we give to others strengthens the love we have for ourselves. Once again, it may be worthwhile to remind ourselves yes. that attack thoughts do not bring us peace of mind and justifying our anger doesn't really protect us. We're reading this, right? Yeah, read that. I recognize today that my attack thoughts about others are really directed against myself. When I believe that attacking others brings me something I want, let me remember that I always attack myself first. I do not wish to hurt myself again today. And here's a little uh, experiment you can do throughout your day. Mm -hmm. When you are tempted to hurt yourself through attack thoughts, say with determination, I want to experience peace of mind right now. I happily let go all attack thoughts and choose peace instead. It's so funny because yesterday, Daryl and uh, actor Stephen Tom Thorpe were busy all day with videos about, they're making great videos about um, 
like inspiring and informational short videos about different historical places in Culver City related to like the film industry and different things, just cool videos. So Hollywood Minutes is what Stephen Top Thorpe does and yours are just more about a public art. Public art, and, yeah. um And the inspiring things that we are all around us that we often forget. And inside, I think it triggered like, oh, like, cause you, I wasn't hearing from you guys and part of me is going like, what's wrong with me? I'm like, you know, like, why, why aren't they answering? Like, it felt like when I was almost like a little kid and I felt, like I'm not being accepted or something. So, you know, and I'm joking about it too, <laughs> but I noticed underneath, like today, after we talked about this, Steven, I was thinking about Steven Somthorpe and you went over to the city hall and went back to get something. And on the way back, I started singing um, uh, something about, I'm having attack thoughts towards Steven right now. And by make, by just acknowledging it, cause that's like, yes. and not just turning into, oh, well, I'm gonna you know, kind of uh, make jokes towards him, but inside I'm really, feeling sad, you know, right. like, I could tell. And some reason that really broke me out of the That's spell the best. of it. Yeah. When you told me that, I still, cause you told me, and then you had to go back to school and I'm going, that's brilliant. I'm going to use that from now on. Like when I start getting upset, I'm going, I'm having a tax class now. Cause then it shows how ridiculous they yeah, are. Yeah. Cause sometimes we build like these real serious. Oh my God. We call them giving someone a Gettysburg address, like a real serious oh. speech, but underneath we're just hurt. Yes. And we're, we're we just want to feel uh, seen or loved or whatever, but Oh, it starts within ourselves, really. Two things. One is there's a great um, A Course in Miracles quote, which is um, guilt is always an attempt to make. No, anger is always an attempt to make someone else feel so guilty. True. And that's all it ever is. And also yesterday I was razzing Ed with texts, yeah. you know, giving him some you know, little jabs. Yeah, yeah. So I, I sent him like three series of little jabs, you know, poking fun mm. like we do to each other. And Ed texts back. Text back, call it what you want, but I call it messing with the kid. Uh -huh. And the funny thing is, when I was sending those texts, that song, that's why, because I go, that's the best comeback ever. Yes. And tell them what was happening. Oh, that, yeah, because it was like a sound, it was so funny because I got those texts and I'm going, this doesn't feel good. But at that very <laughs> moment, that song, Messing with the Kid by the Blues Brothers came on. And by not... Uh, it, that was my way of not attacking back with sending love and laughter. And oh, immediately, so Daryl started laughing. And it's uh, the best comeback ever. Because I've given some, I like that. What did you say? Anger is, no, guilt. What, no, no anger, anger is always an attempt to make someone else feel And the guilty. worst is when I'm not admitting I'm angry, but I'm just giving like a long speech that's justifying things. And, and the person who I'm giving it to, my wife, for example, might be like, why does this feel terrible? And I know it feels <laughs> terrible. But the, if I would just admit what the way I'm feeling, we would get somewhere a lot faster. Real quick before we, well, we have four minutes, but go, uh, I have a great reading from Lowell Fillmore, The Prayer Way to Health, Wealth, and yes. Happiness by Lowell Fillmore. I recommend this book. Uh, actually, the former editor of The Daily Word recommended it to me. It's amazing. Actually, first we found out about it in Truth Be Told. Is that the name? No, what, no what's the name of that yes. uh, pamphlet? Is that what it was? Truth, Truth Be, be Told. told. Yeah. It's a free unity pamphlet. If you have never, you can reach out. To, to Unity through their website and get it yourself. It's yes. free. Actually, there's a link on our website to all the free Unity pamphlets. I recommend that pamphlet. That's what led us to this book. And actually, Elaine Meyer helped me get a hold of it. So he says, if so, is someone persecuting you or does someone in the, fa in, the, in the family misunderstand your motives? Is there a wayward member in your family? If there is, do not fix your attention upon his waywardness and hope to cure it merely by saying, oh God, won't you help this situation? If there were a, a balance beam that showed whether your thoughts were on God's side or on your problem side, you would see that those of your problem far outweigh those on the power of God. Now take your mind off these unpleasant things and put your trust in God, giving thanks 
because he is omnipresent, omnipotent, and omniscient in spite of all appearances, and you will find a solution. Magnify God in your mind instead of magnifying negative ideas, and your problem will be solved. Doing this is about the most difficult thing a metaphysician has to do, yet it is the most necessary thing to do. I got to share this real quick. I use this because we got sent back to school after all this time of being away with no students. All of a sudden, in two weeks, you're coming back. And I thought it was going to be like a long process. And of course, I'm in the special ed department, educational specialist, if you will. So I was the kind of the chimpanzee that had to climb into the first space, well, <laughs> space capsule and go wait, back. And also your kids, like they need a lot more man, yeah. like help physically. Right. So there's a lot. So no touch students. So you, the, the, the logic is that they need more in-person um, yes. support, which is awesome. The other side is with the like kind of restrictions of social distancing and everything. They're also the least able to really go along with that. Right. right? But I put it in God's hands. And I ended up having two students who are amazing come back. And it has been such a blessing to me. And we've been fine because of, you know, it's all worked out. But the temptation was to keep thinking badly about the director of special ed because yes. she doesn't really care about us. She just did this for legal reasons or whatever, you know, to go yes. down that road. And why isn't the superintendent reaching out to us? How come we're only hearing from the right. yes. But I had to keep dumping those thoughts. And I did. And I kept blessing everyone. And it was amazing. The, like the day it really clicked and I, I let go of those attack thoughts, if you will, I had, after our first day of teaching, which was amazing, I got an email directly from the assistant superintendent asking me how it went, congratulating me for the work I'm doing. And I was able to tell her it was great. Now she's like, oh, I would love to come see you when things, you know. Yes. I, we, you know, because I'm on the cutting edge. And it, it, it just turned out such a blessing to let go of judgment and then have that very person come to me. And give me some love. You're yeah, forgetting the best affirmation that happened on that first day. Yeah, what was it? Well, you're going to have to tell them from your own, because you were there. What did Alice say? Oh, when she said, this is a little girl who has special uh, yeah, needs. Eight, nine years old, maybe. Yes. She is amazing. We went outside for a brief This uh, was the first day. This the is first the first day, day back in and, you know, physically at at the public school at work. I know, and she's so sweet. She, we go out to this, the uh, the playground, and she says, "I miss swinging," and she hops on the swings, and then she said, "I missed my classroom," and she's so that you know, she just let out so much joy that like right then I was like, I know I'm in the right place doing the right thing. That is that vaccine works better than anything else. Love is the antidote. Yes, that love is the antidote. If we were willing to just surrender. It's amazing how doors open where we thought they were closed, how and when we take the time to appreciate those around us and really take stock of how supported we are. Because that's the other yes. thing when the superintendent direct the assistant superintendent uh, asked me how it went. I was sure to let her know how grateful I am for our principal, for our nurse, for my staff. And I mentioned everyone by name and that made it feel even better. See, you're not cheap. No. Coming up next, Reverend Richard Mirage shares the key to smooth sailing with today's daily word, kindness. Thank you for listening to Funniest Thing on Unity Online Radio. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio. 
the voice of an awakening world. We now return to the funniest thing. Here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. We're on the good ship, Lollipop. <laughs> Welcome back after the break. What well, do you got, Ed? Well, for one, I got a station manager named Mr. French, who is half poodle, half chihuahua. Yes. And he just walked in wearing a hoodie. Yes, he did. <laughs> a black That's hoodie. He looks like a little Venice thug from yeah. Venice Beach. But, uh, which is perfect because uh, I got a quick reading from Daily Guidance from Your Angels by Doreen Virtue. Um, it's called Smile. Scientists have demonstrated that many physiological benefits of happiness and smiling. The many physical physiological benefits. The spiritual rewards are countless as well. And today we angels are asking you to focus on one of these things, the boomerang effect that smiles have. When you smile, others can't help but mirror the same facial expression back to you. Even if their teeth don't show it in a wide grin, you notice their eyes crinkle happily as they gaze at you. The human reaction is a God-given ability that we want you to capitalize upon. It's a testament to the phrase, the more you give, the more you receive. Today, send someone a smile and see it magnified and return to you. Feel great knowing that your grin will also travel through many individuals and have a domino healing effect as it goes from person to person. The benefits will always come back, shining to you in countless ways. Ah, and speaking of countless ways that things come back, we just want to thank our listeners. Amen. Uh, we love all of you. We love hearing from you, whether it's through email at our website, DarrellNed.com, or through snail mail at Funniest Thing P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. Yes. Um, we also like to give a special thanks every episode to the guy who really makes this whole thing come about and possible. And that's our chief engineer at Unity Village. His name is Jeff Comfort. And each week... He takes us right into the comfort zone. <laughs> and a shout out to Message of Hope, which is a uh, part of Daily Word. And they supply the uh, blind or visually impaired community with uh, Braille and all sorts of materials. Dude, but, we, we got a message from, oh, uh, from uh, Chico. Blind Chico. from He says, I get the daily word in email and in Braille. Yes, Braille. Braille. The Unity Online Word, dailyword.com in Braille. I love it. I listen to Funniest Thing every Friday via podcast and every Friday on unityonlineradio.com and RSS feed. My name is Chico Danaka, the blind guy that has two daughters. He's, he wants a flash drive of the Coconut Donut album, which is a band that I uh, recorded with or I'm part of. I want to read the Daily Word, please. Can I read the Daily Word? Oh, yes, you can. Yes. I already emailed him. We'll get we'll get you a date. You can come on and read the Daily Word. Kurt Nouse, my partner in Coconut Donut, just might be delivering in person that flash drive with our album on it because he's driving to South Carolina from New York and he's going through Maryland. Perfect. But um. So, Chico, thank you for reaching out to us. Go ahead. Shout out to the prayer line. Oh, we love the prayer line. Yes, it's 1-800-NOW-PRAYER, 800-669-7729. Yes. It's been around for over 125 years. What about the app? We have the app. It's the U, the letter U, the word pray, one word, you pray. It's free. Now, listen, if you have the new 
uh, iPhone with the new operating system, 14. Yeah. I will let you know if you tried your app and it didn't open up or it just shut off right away, don't do not panic, donut. Do not panic. All you have to do is delete the app, reinstall it from the app store, and boom, it'll work fine. Right. Same thing with the daily word. I well. used it yesterday when my head was spinning and I was feeling a little disconnected, like I told you. Yes. And I sent in a prayer just affirming the best for you and Steve. Yes. And also, uh, I forgot, I, I included some other. Oh, uh, Sienna Olier, whose cat had been missing. Yes. Pixel. So I affirmed that nothing is lost in God. I, but I reached out to the prayer line. It's a great way to just get other people on board. Yes. Get out of, get, make sure you remember you're on the good ship lollipop. Yes. And this all started because I, I was trying, I was telling Daryl that he's one of the fellows when I was trying to think of what that was from academic. Yes. You know, the fe, you're a fellow. fellow. So, and then he said fellowship. And I thought about, I just saw a group of fellows on a, a ship, ship being joyful and the recognition that we are always on the ship together. Yes. And that's where we said the, that's where we said we're on the good ship lollipop, just because it made that it gave it even yes. more of like a joyful, joyful, childlike sense that we really are when we shift our mind to realize that we're all on the good ship lollipop. And someone who's coming on to help us read the Daily Word, which <clears> is something we read every morning. You can go to DarylNed.com. It refreshes on our homepage. You can click on that to order it yourself, or you can go to DailyWord.com. Yes. We love the Daily Word. We love our guest who's coming on, joining us on the good ship Lollipop, all the way from Phoenix, Arizona. He's boarding now. We recommend <laughs> you find his, his services online, and uh, his name is Reverend Richard Mirage, and we're happy you're here, sir. I am honored, honored, honored to be uh, back on your fabulous show. First time I met you, you became two of my my most favorite people in the world. Wow. You are the most likable, enthusiastic, fun, passionate, spiritual dudes. And I mean dudes. <laughs> so thank you for having me on the show again. I'm excited to be here. Well, it takes one to know one, brother. <laughs> I know you've been listening to the first part of the show before we go further. Is there anything that's been bubbling up for you that you wanted to share? Uh, I'm sure there will be after I talk yeah. about kindness. But yeah, I love it. I love, 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 love the show. And I got all kinds of ideas stimulating. Okay. You guys do a fabulous job. Okay, so let's go to kindness then, uh, the daily word, if you're ready. All right. The daily word affirmation is I flow with divine love as I give and receive kindness. The word kindness triggers feelings of warmth, connection, and love in my heart. I smile as I recall ways that friends, family members, and others have shown me kindness. I feel again the gratitude and blessing I experience in those moments. Gratitude, love, and a beautiful awareness of connection fill my heart and mind in a remarkably similar way when I remember kindnesses I shared. The movement of electrons through a wire creates a current, a flow. As kindness moves from person to person, it creates a flow of divine love. Both giving and receiving are essential to this current of love. So I look for opportunities to share acts of kindness. I welcome with a grateful heart the kindness others share with me. And today's message is inspired by Micah 6, uh, verse 8, that says, What does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God? 
beautiful, beautiful message about kindness. Mm. So what do you guys think of that? Well, Edward? You know, one uh, of the things I, I heard about kindness that's really, really cool to show how powerful and how much of a ripple effect it has is that when someone does an act of kindness for someone else, the person on the receiving end of that kindness, in their serotonin increases. The person giving the kindness, their serotonin increases. But someone even watching someone else do kindness to someone else, even observing kindness raises your serotonin level, that feel-good um, endorphin in our body. So kindness yeah. has a ripple effect of benefits for the giver, the receiver, and even the observer mm -hmm. of kindness. So that's how powerful kindness is. It has that's a right. expanding effect of good and love uh, in the world. So it's well, really yes. stuff. Well, it also um, reinforces the fact that science is now just giving credence to truths that have been taught for thousands of years. Because now scientifically, they're able to see in just your just what you shared with us a concrete, like measurable effect that happens within each human being through kindness. Yes. Right. You know, I just looked this up, the origin of the word kindness. Um, this is fascinating because it's 1300, it was courtesy, noble deeds, um, kind deeds, kind feelings, right? But the old English kindness meant um, nation or, and also to produce and to produce an increase. Oh, wow, because it's like appreciation. It goes along with appreciation, right? Yes, bringing the value up. Right. And I was thinking about um, the idea that we're all one of a kind and that we're all of the same kind. Like, I, you know, it's just when we're talking about kindness. And um, I, the thing that I was recognizing from the, from the Daily Word is that um, when we're divine, I trust my gifts will make a difference in my life and in the world. And I think... When when we when we lack kindness, I feel like it's because when I'm lacking in kindness, I feel like it's like I'm not valuing the word what I have to bring. Yes. And because I'm not valuing it, then I'm also um, insecure, and I'm more likely to not to not see it in others, or not want to see it, or feel threatened by seeing it in others because it's like activating that feeling of within me. That so like the the key to all of this again is that inner work and. Like unlocking un, the imprisoned splendor, but we're the ones who are imprisoning it. That's the key. My own mind is the one is the is the one that's imprisoning it if it is being imprisoned. Sorry, buddy. Uh, that was uh, I accidentally knocked our station manager, Mr. French, over, and that was not, that was not very kind. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's tiny. He's up to my ankle. I can barely see him. But um, yeah, so those are some of the thoughts that, that are that started coming. I mean, I've been with like, these young students and it's like i think because we value kindness in our classroom like it's a known fact in education that if our when we feel stressed or unsafe or insecure that there's something called like an educational uh, no an affective filter meaning like this filter comes up and we're not as able to learn new things because we're guard we feel guarded and there's chemicals that go through our brain but when people feel loved and secured and safe then that filter goes down and they're more able to access higher order thinking, creative thinking, um, more likely to share what they, what they think rather than worrying 
you know, if someone's going to be mean to them or, you know, or they're, or they're not going to be received. And um, I think we can all learn something from that. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, when we feel connected inside, the natural walls we kind of put up to defend ourselves just kind of come down, you know, yeah. feeling a separation. We feel that oneness and then we can allow that kindness that's innately in us to kind of flow. Like, you know, the more we're grounded in who we are spiritually and knowing our oneness, you know, that is when uh, kindness flows. It's when we feel separate and distant and yeah. disconnected that we, uh, you know, that we sometimes put up those walls and can be unkind. But right. Connection. Kindness just flows through us uh, in amazing ways. You know, th there are two things I think that kindness uh, kind of uh, spring from, and that is caring and compassion. You know, mm -hmm. I heard, you know, that famous line, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And, mm -hmm. uh, and I really think that, uh, that that's a, a powerful thing. I mean, I heard a, a stat once and it said something like, and I don't know the numbers, but it said that if you're going through a hard time or you're going through AA, knowing that someone cares about you, yes, you are loved by someone increases your chances of maintaining and getting um, and, and, and moving through recovery. Um 30% or some higher, but just knowing yeah. cares about you literally buoys you up and gives you the power and the energy to find that in yourself to keep uh, to keep going and working through it. So I find that's pretty powerful stuff about kindness and care. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I think it it's our nature. And I think a lot of us have kind of at least that has had to some degree been trained out of our nature of kindness and and i feel like there's this movement back toward right. this basic thing and i feel like it's it really it's i don't know it's just when it's so natural for kindness to flow when we feel yeah when our shoulders go down and and so you know like daryl's been that for me and many other people just letting you know like oh yeah i hear what you're saying and hearing someone not judge you but say oh yeah i hear what you're saying i i can relate to that that way can go a really really long way well you know what what makes <clears throat> what we have to keep in mind though is that kindness is not something we can impose on another and kindness the other not too long ago um meaning kindness is something i choose yeah to uh i i decide to act in accordance with in whatever situation. Lately, I've been using the word, I've been trying to remind myself to act on every generous impulse. Yes. And I, because I wrote an article on that uh, for a monthly column I do called Sunlight of the Spirit yeah. for a Keys to Recovery newspaper. And because a lot of people are going, be kind, be kind. But that's the way they're saying it. Be kind. Like, yeah. ah, like, and I would hear that stuff as a kid. It made me, oh, I don't like that because right. they're imposed. But nothing evokes kindness more, like uh, Reverend Richard said, than seeing other people act kindly. Yes. It's, it really inspires me to mm -hmm. want to mimic that ideal. Yes. I don't know why, but I think it's because that's how we're naturally wired. I agree. And it dawned on me, like, what, like three years ago or so, I shared this on one of our episodes. I know exactly where I was driving because I was uh -huh. thinking about what you were saying, which I was thinking, why does it always feel so good when someone shares a smile or is kind? You know what I mean? Because yes. it seems like it's the most natural thing. Yes. But I realize it really affects me positively and it, and it it dawned on me because they're choosing to be kind
that's made it like it was like they're actually in that moment making the choice to give me a gift of kindness in their behavior right or in their words or with their deed you know and it was like whoa like Yes, it's our it's it's an it's inherently natural part of us to be loving because that we know that because we talked about the serotonin levels going up and everything else that prove it's even physically rewarded, but it feels so good because subconsciously we're realizing that guy is sharing love with me, yeah, choosing right. or that woman or that police officer or that stranger you know or the barista they are choosing to share love with me right and one of the things about kindness it's so powerful and yet it's so simple yes it it could be a smile yes kind word it could be opening a door for someone or letting someone in in traffic you know giving a helping hand i mean giving a compliment it really doesn't take a lot and yet the ripples of it the benefits it does is so incredible and lasting Yes. It can change someone's attitude and mindset. It can help someone go from feeling down to feeling up and feeling even loved. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, kindness is a powerful thing we all have. And it's a lot easier and simpler. And it has a larger impact than we realize. Yes. Yeah. That's what I love about it. When I was brand new to this stuff, a guy really helped me with that. He said, Daryl, you'll feel better when you realize you always have something to give. And I go, well, I got nothing to give. You know, at the time, oh, yeah, I, I didn't particularly think I was in about the same place you were, Richard, years and years ago. And I was like, I was so full of self pity. And he said, Daryl, you could give someone a smile. You could just wave hello. Yeah. And he goes, that will have such a profound effect on the other person's life. You have no idea. Yes. And it'll travel around the world. And I was like, I want to believe that. But the, the truth is also every time we do these simple acts of kindness, I've like I just opened the like something silly. Mm-hmm. This isn't even a big deal, but you just remind me we were just at Starbucks earlier. Two nurses were coming in, and I was, you know, heading to the door to go in. So I opened the door. I let them go in first. I go there. You go, ladies. They were like, wow, thanks. But I got the high, you know. Yeah, they got the high. Well, this guy, you know, there's kindness in the world, but. Say, I didn't get a jolt out of being kind. Oh no, I agree. Uh, I was thinking too. It's it is when we're when I'm feeling kind, when I'm practicing kindness, it, I I really do think uh, I am in heaven. Like that, yes, it is heaven because that's heaven is just a state of 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 mind. Really, it's it's a and it's a state of seeing things rightly. In my opinion, it's just when things clear up and I see how amazing people really are. It's not like I have to search for compliments. I just, and I, you know, you're a great example. Daryl's a great example of this. Uh, when you really are living in a state, are you practicing meditation and affirmative prayer and things that just remind me of who I am, then I see it in others and it's so obvious. It's not a stretch at all. It's just sharing what I naturally, I, I, it's an impulse that is born out of seeing yes. the beauty in people and things and recognizing how supported I am. It's just amazing, like in the last three days, how many little things have come up in my teaching where, because I live this way, there's a kid who is picking a scab and is getting on his fingers and he's licking, you know, like, and he has, he's 
he's mostly deaf. He has cochlear implants, and so it's difficult to communicate. So anyway, in the, in the, with the concerns of that are out there, him having blood on his fingers and stuff, and his stat, you know, like that was a big thing. So you know, it could have become a big thing. But I reached out to the people closest to me, and within two hours, we had a plan. The next day, which was today. There's a bandage on there that was like soft and it covered his whole arm so that he wasn't so tempted to pull it off. It became a non-issue. And but the reason why it was so like it reminded me of kindness and heaven on earth is because it happened like this. My oh, it was my principal. I, I texted him. I said, because he's such a great guy. I said, can you can I get your input on something? He puts his head in my door and I go, oh, you know, I'm thinking maybe this is a big deal. He's not going to become able to come back to school. I go, yeah, he's got the thing. And then I told him what I told you. He goes, ah. Huh. I have to wrap things up for my – he's a, a baseball coach and a sports coach, and he's like, I have to wrap stuff up for my players and my, my kid all the time. Let's just wrap something around his arm. And that was the end of it. I go, great. I sent out an email to the whole team. Yes. It happened today. It was done. And I feel like that's heaven on earth. It's just like this things come up and there's resolved and amazing – you know, it's like I'm in the flow and I don't get down about it. Well, you know what, too? This goes great with the title, The Good Ship Lollipop, because it just dawned on me. Every, kindness is just an affirmation of our unity. It's it's something that's already there. It's just acknowledging the yes, truth. And I yes. think that's why we feel like it's heaven on earth. Yes. Because we're feeling connected with our fellows. And connected with our fellows is a super heavenly feeling. It is. Yep. Hey, do you guys know where uh, the Good Ship Lollipop came from? No, I know Shirley Temple sang it. Yep, it came from the 1934 movie called Uh Bright Eyes, and Shirley Temple sang it in there. And as you already said, it's about that ship going to Candyland. So (laughs) it's like we're all on the same ship, and we all want to go to Candyland. That's right. And flowing with milk and honey. I mean, it is a place of sweetness that we all want to be. I mean, and kindness is the key to get us. To can, to can yeah, because that sweetness exists within each one of us. It really is that simple, and it flows from within us, and it's amazing. Kindness is the boarding pass, but look. Oh, dude, we got to wrap up the show, but this is something new. We've never done this before. This is a but, first ever, folks. But rather than us sharing a TMZ story about Reverend Richard Mirage, we have asked Richard Mirage to share a few of his famous one-liners with us. All right. Well, here you go. You asked for it. Here it comes. What do you call it when a billboard almost falls on you? Hmm. A uh, bad sign. Ooh. <laughs> Why did the turtles stop dating the giraffe? Why? They didn't see eye to eye. You know, with all this COVID stuff, I'm not able to like get on a plane and I had to talk and I'm accustomed to flying. So I had to have a chat with my suitcases and I told them we're not going to be flying for a year. They got so upset they started crying. Now I got to deal with emotional baggage. Ah, <laughs> emotional baggage. What do you call a pile of banana peels? A slippery slope? Yes. Oh, I can't believe Stop. I can't yeah, believe I good. got that. What did the leprechaun say when he visited Mexico? No idea. Taco the morning to you. <laughs> Okay, last one, and it's bad. And that is, where did Napoleon keep his armies? In his jacket? In his sleeveys. Oh! <laughs> his armies in his sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got more, but I think we should probably stop torturing your listeners. Well, oh, Reverend Richard Mirage, thank you so much. Um, for joining us and sharing all about kindness and joining us on the Good Ship Lollipop. 
We, um, yeah, we appreciate you. Our listeners appreciate you. Uh, have a great rest of your day. All right, guys. Thank you so much. I look forward to it again. Blessing to you all. all right, God we, bless you. We have one piece of mail that just flew in from mm. the feline. FedEx feline. FedEx feline. Enzo, what did he drag in, Ed? It's from Krista McAvina. Such a good show this week. So much I needed to hear. I have to tell you about some insights I got from the show. This was a rough week that laid me flat with side effects. Nothing seemed to help me feel better. My factory reset is fully underway and it ain't pretty. I was deep in fear mode and super grumpy. I'm listening to the show today. I realized I had been trying some sort of spiritual practice as a magic wand that would heal my body. I had started learning about meditation, how it helps you align your energy and tap into the divine for healing. Sounds good, right? However, I realized grabbing onto these principles was me trying to outdo God. Basically, okay, so if I do this, I'm doing my part to fix what's wrong with me because maybe you're not gonna. And if I do two meditations twice per day for 60 days, I'll, 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 it'll all be better. But oh crap, I'm not having a transcendent experience, so the big C is going to get worse. So much error, error thinking. Just like you guys talked about, if, if I don't use this affirmation right, I, I was uh, thinking... If I can't get this meditation right and get happy and get my energy moving, I'm done for. Ugh, no, grace exists. I don't have to do anything to get it. I just have to remember and keep returning to joy and trust. It is a little hard when you feel cruddy and your body is not behaving and you start thinking about silent, that silent unity must not be getting your emails. Anyway, I just wanted to share with you and Ed how the show with Ray Zander gave me that powerful insight. Hope you have a wonderful day. Wow. Oh, look who came in. Oh, Blue's God. image. Blue's image. Let's sing it out, shall we? Yeah. Ready? Ride, ride Captain, ride upon your mystery ship. Be amazed at the friends you have here on your trip. Go ahead. Okay, visit DarylNet.com to see everything we do. And thank you for being a part of Funniest Thing with Daryl Nett on Unity Online Radio. Ride, Captain, ride upon your mystery ship. On your way to a world that others might have missed. Woo! Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org. 